Gracias, amigo. Y gracias a usted también. Hallelujah. I loved the word that came forth this morning. Hmm. A little bit of a hum here. That'll keep me on the leash. We'll see how that works. Get over it. What a word. What a word from God. Let me tell you something about a word from God. If God tells you something, how many of you ever had God tell you something you didn't like it? How many of you ever had God say something to you and you thought the first thing that hit your mind was, I can't do that. Or I don't even know where to start. This is gospel. If God tells you something, He has already released the anointing and the power so that you can walk it out. You don't have to doubt. If God told you, you can do it. Amen or oh me. Amen, Brother Mike. Gracias, amigo. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, we had our Men's Combining Fires Leadership Summit this week, and uh, uh, it was just, it was so packed with the Holy Spirit. There was so much that was passed back and forth, imparted. You should have seen Jackie. <laughs> I looked around and he's jumping up and down and waving his hands and I thought, man, he's lost in it. How undignified. And he found it right in the middle. Friday night as we went to our room, been Thursday night, all day Friday in, in sessions. Friday night, we dragged back to our room. Jackie goes, whew, I feel like I've been here all week. Hallelujah. To be so in the presence of God that he just wears you out. Wonderful time. Victory to victory. Victory to victory is either a flowery statement that somebody else makes that you wish you could walk in, or it's a present reality in your life. God wants you to move from victory to victory. God wants you to move from victory to victory. Each one of us has to wage war. Each one of us has been in some type of battle this past year, maybe this past week, or maybe on the way to church this morning. Maybe after you got to church. <laughs> but each one of us has been commissioned to be a soldier of the cross. 
And that means that we've been immersed in a war and we need to recognize it. The war seems to go on forever. Turn to your neighbor and say, Amen. Amen. We find ourselves in these situations and uh, some of us are just going in, some of us are just going out, and some of us are stuck right in the middle of it. And it seems like uh, the norm, the ex- even the accepted norm, shame on us for accepting it, is that we go from victory to defeat, and then back to victory, and then back to defeat, and we just go through these battles. But I believe that God wants us to go from victory to victory. I believe He wants us to walk on the top of the mountains. Amen? And I believe that He has already released everything that we need to do that. Whether you're a a pastor or you're involved in a leadership role in church or whether you're trying to fulfill the role of spiritual leader in your house, you're in this war. One of our friends, he's been pastoring for a few years, not very many years, but a few years, and he's certainly not the first one to to voice this question. He wasn't knowing there was going to be a let up. (laughs) You know, when's there going to be a break? Well, the truth of the matter is, if you're a soldier of the cross of Jesus Christ, there's never a break. God is always by your side. And the devil is always shooting at you. God loves you with a perfect love that cannot be diminished. And the devil hates you with a perfect hatred. And he has absolutely invested everything he has so that you can walk in defeat. When's the battle over? Well, the answer is never. It's always going to be here. And we have a choice of how we're going to enter this battle and how we're going to walk through it. I choose to walk through it in victory. How about you? Second Timothy chapter 3, verses 12 through 14. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Hallelujah. <laughs> Say, boy, that sounds good. That's really encouraging, Brother Mike. This is the Word of God. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse. Well, that's getting better. Deceiving and being deceived. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom. Thou hast learned them. Father, as we come to you this morning, open our hearts. Anoint our spirits to receive the message of victory. Help us to face the battles that are swirling around us and to come out on the other side as an overcomer in Jesus Christ. We'll be so careful to thank you for that. Amen. Amen. 
What do we do about this? We've got this battle that's raging. We've got this war that we're continually involved in. What, what do we do? Well, the first thing we need to do is pray and ask the Lord to show us in the Word, give us that instruction, drop some of that anointing down in our spirit, and understand that the promises of God are for you and for me. And if He promised it, we can have it. If he promised it, we can have it. One of the first things we need to understand is there's an inward battle. Matter of fact, I would submit that probably most of our battles start as an inward battle. John chapter 10 verse 10 says, Thief comes not but to steal, kill, and destroy. He's really good at it. And the first thing he wants to do is to inject into your life fear, doubt, and unbelief, the unholy trinity. There's an inward battle. Romans 7, 23 and 24 says, But I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. Have any of you ever had a battle on those lines? Oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Jesus. Jesus. Things happen, things come into our lives, and sometimes we think they're beyond our control, and many times they are. But we're not helpless. And we're not hopeless. There's an inward battle. There's a battle for your mind. If the enemy can convince you of something, he'll take every other portion of your life and he'll whip you every step of the way. I know something about that. I was a drug addict. I was deeply involved to the point where I did lots of things that should have put me in prison for life. And except for the grace of God, that's exactly where I'd be right now. When the police sat down, I weighed 106 pounds. I used to say I was half the man I am today. (laughs) It's a little more than half. (laughs) Shooting three to four grams of speed every day for over two years you say brother Mike I don't believe that you're too fat (laughs) I made it the only way you can afford that kind of habit is to make it yourself and I was good at it 
And until the helicopter shut down, I thought I was really good at it. I am better at preaching because this was my calling. That was not my calling. That was the devil's calling. And I felt like I was being led around and there was nothing I could do about it. But that's an illusion. That's an assumption. It's not the truth. The truth is I was created to, to glorify God. Now, coming off of a habit like that, I've, ha- I've had people tell me, oh, you must have a strong constitution or you must have a, a will like iron. It's not true. Wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? His name is Jesus. I couldn't make it. I couldn't do it. I didn't have what it took. You don't have what it takes. He does. And if we'll trust him, if we'll avail ourselves to him, he'll take us from this wretched body of death. He will deliver us from so that he can take us to. He'll help you to walk from victory to victory. So we have an inward battle. The one that stares back at you in the mirror may be your biggest enemy. And you don't know how to defeat him because you like him or her. But I'm here to tell you that Jesus Christ can give you the keys to victory to overcome that one that looks back at you in the mirror and allow you to walk a life of purpose and reason and anointing that will take you from defeat and deliver you to victory. God has given us spiritual weapons. Second Corinthians chapter 10 verses 4 through 6 says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Hallelujah. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. If you do what God tells you to do, He's he's got your back. I think we were singing about that a little bit this morning, weren't we? He's always there. He's always faithful. And he'll help you to fight the good fight. To win that battle in the spirit. To operate with his tools instead of the tools that the world has given you. How many of you still reach for the wrong toolbox when somebody cuts you off at the intersection? Mm. see there's lots of tools that the world hands us when I came out of the world and into the church I, I was pretty good at using the tools of the world and it took me a while to stop picking up the hammer and start lifting up my hands and say Lord help me
Are you there, Lord? Yes. I'm here. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Make your declaration. Stand on my word. Move from victory to victory. Use my tools. They work better. Use his tools and get what you get. Usually it's a wreck. Ephesians chapter 6 verses 12 and 13 says, We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, stand. We can't see our enemies. And there's a pretty good chance that the ones that you can see that you think are your enemies are probably not your enemies at all. Not that they're not being used by your enemies, but that's not where your battle is. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. And we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world. Have you noticed there's an increase in the darkness? How many of you are distressed about that? Are you distressed enough to do something about it? Absolutely. Absolutely. See, the enemy is it's kind of like the news media. They just want to tell you what they want you to hear. They're not going to tell you the truth. And if you pick up the newspaper, or if you turn on the TV, you'd think all hell was, had broken loose and hell was winning, but I'm here to tell you that I serve a God who says that I will always lead you in triumph. I am going to take care of you. I'm going to walk you through the valley. It doesn't matter what happens or what comes down. I'm still going to win. This present darkness will disappear when the Prince of Peace appears. You can go into the darkest room where there's no light whatsoever and light one little match and everybody can see it. And I'm here to tell you there's a match that's about to be lit that is going to light this world up for Jesus Christ like you've never seen. And it's going to start in some of the places that you thought it was never going to happen. There's once in the news right now blows you away, blew me away. Kanye West. <laughs> He's having these pop-up churches. I heard the other night a thousand kids got saved at one of his concerts. Now, that kind of stretches my ability to comprehend, but I don't have to figure it out. When you take somebody that was an emissary for the enemy and he gets saved and he gets filled with the Holy Ghost and he begins to start to walk in the things that God has called him to do, 
you're going to see some stuff happening. I understood on this video that he made that he commanded, actually made the musicians sign a covenant not to be involved in any extramarital affairs whatsoever during the production of the video. Hallelujah. And that they actually signed it and stayed on. (laughs) A lot of guys would have said, well, I'm going down the road. That'll give you an idea of what happens when the kingdom of God is being declared, even in the darkest places. I don't think there's too many places that are darker than the music industry and certainly not the rap music industry. Victory to victory. Victory to victory. That's for you. God wants to take you from victory to victory. And even though you can't see your enemies, you have the power, you have the authority to pull them down. To pull them down. We've got the power of blessing. You got somebody's giving you a hard time, start praying for them. The enemy says, there's a rock laying right there. And if you'll bounce that off the left side of their temple, you'll take care of that mess. And we'd look at that and go, oh, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Ah, but I'm a Christian. I probably shouldn't do that. Well, you can pray for them after you hit them. No. God has given us an effective way to deal with those things. I'm telling you, if there's somebody that's bothering you, if there's somebody that's the, the burr under your saddle, the, the thorn in your side, start praying for them. You put a blessing on top of that curse. That's the method that God has given you. Bless those that curse you. Pray for those that despitefully use you. Why? Because it tears that kingdom down. Fight the good fight of faith. 1 Timothy 6, 12-14. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. I give thee charge in the sight of God who quickeneth all things and before Christ Jesus who before Pontius Pilate witnessed a good confession that thou keep this commandment without spot unrebukable unto the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. Gosh, the guidelines seem to be pretty strict on that, don't they? I don't know about that, Brother Mike. 
God never tells you to do anything that he hasn't already empowered you to do. It's there. Maybe you can't see it. Doesn't mean it's not there. Doesn't mean that you can't do it. What are you struggling with? How's your confession? Your confession is more than what comes out of your mouth. Your confession consists of the things you don't say as much as the things you do say. Mm. Your confession consists of the things you do when you go home and shut the doors. Oh, I know. But if your confession is not before God, who is it in front of? Who is it that's watching you? I'm here to tell you, God's watching you. He's not watching you so he can thump you. He's watching you so that he can equip you, so he can take you from victory to victory. Instead of out of a victory and into a defeat, some of you are on the cusp of a victory right now and headed for defeat on a fast track. Don't let that happen. When you've been empowered to go further than that, when you've been empowered to move from this victory to the next victory. God's not watching you so he can thump you. I don't care what your grandma said. <laughs> he loves you with a perfect love. He loves you with a perfect love. He's for you, not against you. He's given you words of life. Things that you can not just commit to memory, but commit to your spirit. Make them a part of who you are. You become the Word. The living Word. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I live, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live, I live by faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. Hallelujah. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Or I can't. Fight the good fight of faith. The battle's there. But you have the victory. You have the victory. You know what the devil can take from you? Whatever he can talk you out of. He's got no power. The only thing that he can take from you are the things that you willingly give up. Hallelujah. You've been sitting underneath that radical preacher from... And I'm here to tell you, she's right. 
the words of Jesus Christ in your mouth carry the same power and the same authority as if Jesus Christ himself said it. If you're walking with him, his word's your word. I guarantee you the devil knows that. He doesn't want you to know that, but he knows that. He knows that when you stand in faith, professing and believing, there's not a thing he can do. And he's done a really good job of hoodwinking the church in the 21st century. And making us think that we're less than we really are. I'm a child of God. You're a child of God. My Father created the heaven and the earth. Is anything too difficult for Him? Absolutely not. 2 Timothy 2 and 4. No man that warreth entangleth himself in the affairs of this life that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. Put everything you got in it. Put everything you got in it. Trust him. He's got your back. He's got your front. He's got you. There's no battle that you're facing. that he won't get you through no matter how difficult it looks right now the road to victory starts with the first step and just because that's the way it's always been doesn't mean that's the way it's always going to be boy the enemy will whoop a bunch of you with that he whipped me with it for years Just because that's the way it's been doesn't mean that's the way it's going to be. There's freedom. There's freedom. Galatians 5.1 says, Stand fast therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made you free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Did you notice he didn't make a suggestion out of that? He said it as a command and if God has said it as a command, he has already released what it takes for you to walk it out. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made you free. I didn't set me free. (laughs) I didn't set me free. You're not going to set you free, but Jesus Christ will set you free. He will break the chains off of you. He will loose your feet so you can run from victory to victory. Put everything you got into it. You'll find that the return is well worth it. Encourage yourself. Encourage one another in the fact of who you belong to. Who are you? You're a child of the creator of heaven and earth. You're a child of the king of the universe. Listen to what he said and listen to what he's done. I thank God he's no respecter of persons. What he did for somebody else, he'll do for you. What he did for Jackie, he'll do for me. What he did for me, 
he'll do for James. What he does for James, he'll do for Wayne. What he does for Wayne, he'll do for Susie. And I could pinpoint every one of you. What God will do for you is he will move heaven and earth to give you the victory. Deuteronomy 7 and 24, He shall deliver their kings into thine hand, and thou shalt destroy their name from under heaven. There shall no man be able to stand before thee until thou have destroyed them. Hallelujah. What enemies are coming against you? Read them their legacy. Read them their prophecy. Let them know that God's going to take care of them. They're not after you. They're after the God in you. They don't care about you. They'll kill you if they could. But God's going to take care of them. Deuteronomy 11 and 25, There shall no man be able to stand before you, for the Lord your God shall lay the fear of you and the dread of you upon all the land that ye shall tread upon, as he hath said unto you. Hallelujah! When you get up in the morning and your feet hit the ground, the devil ought to say, Oh God, they're up again. Be the terror of the Lord. You might as well be. The devil already knows who you are. And if he can keep selling you the same old fish, he will. But you can put it right back on him. When you get up, he ought, to, he ought to tremble. Hallelujah. Years ago, I was reading an account of Smith Wigglesworth. He said he <clears throat> woke up in his hotel room two o'clock in the morning. He said he sat up and he saw the devil sitting at the foot of the bed in a, in a chair. And he said... Oh, it's just you. (laughs) What are you afraid of? Why are we afraid? Years ago, I was praying in a prayer meeting, and I was calling down on the devil. Because I'm not afraid of him. And I had a guy, an elder, came over, and he said, Oh, Brother Mike. You need to be careful. I said, careful of what? He said, well, you know, the devil's got power. I said, the devil better be afraid of me. I got power. I got power. And I don't have to take a back seat to him. You don't have to take a back seat to him. You can call him down. You can shout at the devil. You can tell him to take a hike. Those areas in his life where he's got a stranglehold on you in one area or another, kick him out. Throw him out with power and anointing. Amen. It's all yours. Remind him of what God said.
Deuteronomy 28 and 7, The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come against thee one way and flee before thee seven ways. Glory! Be like the cockroaches in South Austin when you turn on the lights. No offense to anybody that lives in South Austin. The devil, shh, don't tell anybody. The devil's afraid of you. He's afraid that you're going to find this out. He's afraid that you're going to start to use the tools that, he's, that God has given you. And he won't be able to keep you in bondage anymore. He's a liar. The thief comes not but to steal, kill, and destroy Jesus Christ has come that you might have life and that more abundantly. Go for the abundant life that's been provided to you by the utmost sacrifice in the entire universe. God sent his only son and sacrificed him on a cross so you could have this authority, so that you could have this anointing, so that you could walk as a victor, so that you could move from victory to victory. Joshua 1 and 5, thou shalt not any, there shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. That is your promise today. God is never going to leave you. He's never going to forsake you. You're never going to find yourself in a battle with the devil and turn around and say, where'd God go? He's there. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. Walk it out. Breathe it in. Breathe it out. Grab that anointing. Grab the victory. And walk from victory to victory over whatever it is that's trying to pull you down. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. How many of you ever sang that song, Nothing is Too Difficult for Thee? You ever sang it? It's true. It's true. Nothing is too difficult for Him. I will be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Words to live by. Joshua 21, 44 and 45. The Lord gave them rest round about. How many of you need a break? How many of you could stand some rest from the battle? The Lord gave them rest round about according to all that he swore unto their fathers and there stood not a man of all their enemies before them. The Lord delivered all their enemies into their hand notice it didn't say some it didn't say all but this one there failed not aught of any good thing which the Lord had spoken unto the house of Israel all came 
to pass. The promises of God are yea and amen. The promises of God are not just to the elite, not just to the pastors, not just to the bishops, but to each and every child of God. Those are your promises. Those are your promises. So that you can walk it. God knows that every one of us is a target. God knows that the day that you declared that Jesus Christ was your Lord, the enemy started shooting at you. But he has equipped you. He's equipped you to walk with power, anointing, confidence in him, faith in his word to move from victory to victory. Joshua 23, 9 and 10. The Lord hath driven out from before you great nations and strong. But as for you, no man hath been able to stand before you unto this day. One man of you shall chase a thousand for the Lord your God he it is that fighteth for you as he hath promised you most of the things that are before us most of the things that people in this very room are fighting with right now are not as big as nations but a nation would not be an obstacle to the king of the universe. Is he able? You bet he is. Can he handle my battle? You bet he can. Can he actually deliver me to that place of peace where my spirit can just sit down and rest? where I can finally take a breath and say, I'm glad I made it. The answer is yes. Yes. He can take you out of the jaws of what looks like certain defeat, inevitable defeat. And bring us to the victory. Bring us to the victory. Watch the confession of your mouth. Watch what you say about yourself. Years ago I heard a person talking about a, a witch that was on, a, on an airplane. And they weren't eating for some reason because they were fasting. It was their day of fasting. And this person said, oh, is today the day that you uh, pray for curses on Christians? He said, no, we don't have to. They're too busy cursing themselves. What's coming out of your mouth? What's coming out of your spirit? Have you prophesied your doom before you got there? 
Some people are so used to failure that they know that whatever they're doing, they're going to fail again. I'm here to tell you that's not God's testimony. That's the devil's testimony. What are you going to do? What am I going to do? I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to continue to get up, put one foot in front of the other, and walk in the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit and take on every devil that comes down the pike because I know that God has equipped me to whip them. And he has equipped you to whip them. It may be something new for you, but I'm here to tell you it's still good. It still works. And we don't have to fall and find ourselves under the thumb of the enemy anymore. Understand that God sets you up for success. We know that there's battles. We know that there's a war going on. Sometimes the battle's hot. Sometimes it's raging. Sometimes it appears that things have calmed down. Maybe there's a ceasefire. Hang on. It'll come back around. Because you're always in this war, but you are not without resources. And you are not without the smell of victory in your spiritual nostrils. Call on what you know. Call on these scriptures. Commit them not just to memory. Commit them to your spirit. Speak them over your life. Don't take a back seat to the enemy. Call on the assurance from God's own word. If you believe that the word of God is the word of God, call on it. Stand on it. It will support you. Because the battle is won. The battle is won. 2,000 years ago on Calvary's Hill, the battle was won. It is finished. Your victory, your victory may be this simple. And I don't want to simplify it because I know what it takes to get here. I remember what it was like to be on the other side of it. It may not come because you're sweating and jumping up and down. It may come because you can stand in faith on the Word of God and believe that what He said is going to come to pass. Not so much by effort, but by declaration. Declare your freedom. Declare your victory. And never back up for the enemy. If the road that you're on, if the road that God has put you on leads you through the pits of hell, walk through it like you own the place. Never give up. Never surrender. You have the victory. Be strong. Be of good courage. God and our Christ has won the victory. It's yours today. It's mine today. Do you believe it?
Do you receive it? Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that not one word of your holy word will ever fail. Thank you that your promises are yea and amen. Thank you that you've made us the head and not the tail. Thank you that you've equipped us with everything that we need to walk from victory to victory and to continue onward and upward in our lives for Jesus Christ and his kingdom. Do that for us, Lord. We'll be so careful to thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.